Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Halt and Catch Fire. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 1, titled... So it goes. Alright. It's finally here. We made it. Beginning of the end. The final season. We are beginning our discussion of the last leg of this glorious series. And man. This was a very, very good start to the final season. This was an an excellent Premiere. Uh, it was a fantastic way to kick off this final leg of the story. Uh, really does a good job of easing you back in, uh, sort of giving you a sense of where all these characters have ended up after going back into business together, doubling down on the internet, which ended up being a good decision. <laughs> and like just sort of. Just sort of laying the groundwork for these 50 billion conflicts that we're going to see over these last 10 episodes. Uh, the opening sequence, the first few minutes of this episode, is excellent. You get this really, really brilliant one-shot, which I know is technically not one-shot because it's like multiple different takes, totally different scenes. Uh, but they sort of do it like Rope or Birdman, where they string it all together to make it look like one shot. Uh, you'll see the camera pan through like some incredibly dark area and emerge in another point in time. Uh, you'll see it zoom in on like someone's back or something. And you'll see them emerge in another time. Uh, it's a really, really phenomenal editing trick to make it look like one take when it is... Very, very obviously not. Again, uh, Rope has done it. Birdman has done it. Both excellent films. If you haven't seen either of those movies, you should. They're both brilliant. Uh, but this episode does that very well in these first couple minutes. When they do this great one take. Where you just kind of see three years of story in just like one little short scene. Uh, you see the early days of this uh, new internet thing that they're going into. Uh, where Cameron is working remotely from Japan. Uh, she calls Gordon and is like, hey, I'm working remotely. I need to talk to Joe. Gordon hands the phone to Joe. And then he goes upstairs. Gordon goes upstairs. And then picks up the other uh, <laughs> the other phone and is listening in on the call. And you hear Cameron say, like, look, I'm working on this remotely. I told Tom what happened. And we both agree that it's better if I stay away. 
In other words, I've confessed that I'm a cheating bitch. And I'd rather not risk my marriage to work on this. So I will work from Japan. And then you sort of see this progress and progress and progress. Uh, Gordon and Joe are having troubles getting a hold of Cameron. Uh, aren't really having much luck getting Cameron to work on the browser, to code the browser. Like she's late and late and late and late and late. More and more and more and more and more and more and more. Uh, as she's working on her own games, as she's keeping her distance from Joe. Joe's getting really agitated over this for multiple reasons. Uh, at one point, while they're... Uh, after they release the first version of the browser, uh, the browser is not doing well. It has a pitifully small number of downloads. Also, Mosaic is a thing. Mosaic bursts onto the, sc onto the scene and is like, Hey, here's a much bigger deal than you. We're gonna crush your browser. Oh, by the way, also Donna found someone else to do a browser for her. Donna from her VC firm was able to get a competing browser launched. Uh, was able to fund someone who gets a competing browser launched. So there's that. Uh, Donna did that backstabbing very, very quickly. Uh, but all of it pales in comparison to the Mosaic. And they're like, oh no, the browser's not doing shit. Uh, and then you see the business sort of flourishing. Not through the, the, the Bowser? Not through the browser. Uh, but through being an internet service provider. Uh, sort of taking those NSFnet resources that Joe and Ryan gave Gordon. And sort of spinning that off to deal with. The new internet. To deal with this new world wide web. And they're sort of building that out and building that out and building that out. And eventually that just becomes the core of the business. And so... Now we're in this place where Gordon is running this whole business essentially. He's the big boss. Running this internet service provider. Running this ISP. And Joe's in the basement, just cataloging websites and nothing else. He's just writing websites on post-it notes. And it's like, ooh, look at this website. I like this website. Ooh, look at this website. I like this website. Which, by the way, this seems like obsessive behavior. But I know for a fact there are people who did this back in the day. I have read stories of people going to, like, every website, not because they gave a shit about the content, but because it was a website, and not a lot of people had them back then. It was, like, just a few hundred, as opposed to nowadays, there's just, like, millions upon millions of sites, and literally anyone can have them, and, it, and you don't really need any coding expertise. All you need is, like, a... A decent knowledge of, like, design and a freaking Squarespace subscription. That's all you need, really. 
but back then, like, it was a feat of, uh, of skill to make a website and get it on there. Back in the day, like, you required a lot of technical know-how. Like, you needed to know how to code and all that. So there were only, like, a few hundred, and there were plenty of people who just went around and just were like, Ooh, look at that website. Ooh, look at that website. Ooh, look at that website. And we're just huge nerds about it. Like, that was a thing back in the early days of the internet. And I find it interesting that of all the characters in this show, the least technologically proficient Joe ends up being the one who's just obsessed with every website he can find. Uh, I really, really like that that is the case. And by the way... This sequence ends with some time slippage on Gordon's part. In fact, an argument can be made that literally all of this is time slippage. But this ends with, like, the big shock of going back to the Cardiff days. And then he snaps back into reality and Joe and Gordon are, like, kind of camping out in the woods or something. But anyway, that's where we're at now. That's where we're at three years later. Uh, we've done essentially a second time jump in three episodes. So there's that. They're really stretching out the timeline of this show. Or condensing it, rather. Why do I keep, why do I keep saying stretching out when I mean condensing? Point is, we've gone way forward in time. Uh, but a lot of this episode deals with Cameron's return. She comes back from Japan. She says it's to test a game, but we'll come back to the real reason later. And her game, you know, it's kind of... It's kind of not doing well with the core gamer audience. The gamer audience has kind of evolved beyond what Cameron is interested in. Uh, the gaming audience wants to shoot and kill and stab and all that and like she's just making cool puzzles making cool immersive worlds and that's just not what the gaming space of the early 90s wanted so she's having difficulties getting this game to connect with people but she comes back just in time for gordon's birthday party where they get the blue man group and he becomes a human paintbrush and it's really delightful to see. And, you know, there's some people who are like, okay, look, um, this is kind of overly optimistic. I mean, let's be honest. AOL's coming in and they're going to basically uh, create this war with all the ISPs. They're going to uh, come in and muscle everybody out. Like, is this really... The best use of time and money. Uh, Freaking Diane and Boz come in and have a conversation of like, I mean, with the whole AOL thing, is this really what we should be, they should be spending money on? I mean, what's going on here? Uh, but Cameron comes to the party. She and Joe, uh, she and Cam, ah, she and Gordon have a nice conversation. Uh, she talks to uh, Joni. They speak Japanese at one another. Joni's bad at it. Uh, she is shocked by how much Haley has grown, quite frankly. Uh, and then at one point, she meets Joe. 
and they have a very, very awkward reunion uh, where they don't really know what to say to each other because they haven't seen each other in years and Cameron's been late on pretty much every step of the browser game and Joe's kind of pissed at her for that. Uh, they kind of missed the boat to Mosaic. They lost the browser game to Mosaic basically because Cameron couldn't be bothered to get up the browser faster. So that's a thing. The browser's basically dead, by the way. And Joe spends this entire episode, like, trying to accept that. And eventually he does. Eventually he realizes, yeah, the browser's dead. Uh, we need to go beyond that. That failed miserably. And, you know, like, Cameron sleeps over at, uh, freaking Gordon's house. Uh, sleeps on the couch. Wakes up to the sounds of Mario Kart. Has an awkward meeting with Donna. Uh, where Donna's, like, taking the kids, taking Haley and Joni. And Cameron's like, yeah, I saw Mosaic. I was surprised it wasn't you. Which, depending on how you view that, is either a big compliment or a huge insult. I feel like it was kind of both, but that's just me. But anyway, that next day, uh, Cameron goes to Joe and is like, Hey, um, here's the browser. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I got all the code for you. And then they get into a massive fight. Where Joe's like, oh, you didn't care. I needed you to care and you didn't care. Like, this could have been amazing if you actually worked on it. And then Cameron's like, hey, uh, you want to talk about what we're actually talking about? And then Joe just brushes her off. Uh, and then, end of the episode, we find out, when Cameron's talking on the phone with Joe, we find out that she's not actually in Japan to test the game, or, or actually back from Japan to test the game, rather. Uh, she's actually back from Japan because Tom left her. Frickin'. Asshole! I, I knew! I knew he was no good for her! See, I told you! I freaking told you! And I got, like, kinda... I got, like, kinda... It, it let my guard down! And was like, oh, it's so happy for Tom and Cameron. That was nice, but... I should've gone with my first instinct. He's no good for her. She deserves better. Because she's one of the most beautiful women in existence. Call me Mackenzie Davis! <laughs> So, yeah. Cameron is at a low point, I think it's fair to say. Uh, but she is, like, fully back from Japan. She is no longer off in Japan land doing Japan things. Uh, but when Cameron and Joe fight earlier in the episode, this gives Joe an idea. Cameron makes a crack about how he's going to run out of post-it notes because he's writing all the websites on post-it notes. And Joe creates an idea. What if we index the entire internet? Now, I don't know how we do this, but we should try and do it. We should create basically a phone book of the internet and index every single website into one little directory. 
sound familiar? Hmm. This sounds... This sounds suspiciously like a search engine. This sounds... Like they're unintentionally hammering on the idea of Google. And, you know, Gordon's like, no, 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 no. Why are you doing this again? You're wound up again. What the hell is going on with you? Uh, I thought you were back to this business. And Joe's like, oh, you're sleepwalking. Uh, you're you're trying to be fine when really we should be great. Uh, you, you're a builder. You should be building. And Gordon goes to Cameron and is like, hey, what did you do? You wound him up again. <laughs> what the hell? You you got him going. I just eased him back into the real business. What the hell, Cameron? Why? Uh, meanwhile, throughout this entire episode, Donna's evolved into a massive bitch. So she's gone full-blown, deadpan, heartless VC woman. And she's going into meetings and saying, Hey, so you're not doing shit. Uh, you're getting defunded. I love, by the way, that first sequence with Donna where she goes into the meeting with the browser people. And the browser people are like, Uh, 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 um, uh, uh, okay, so, uh, uh, we're doing well. Uh, we're, we're steadily growing. Um, uh, uh. Uh, 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 we're, we're doing well, uh, but we burned through our funding a little, a little quicker than we expected, so, uh, uh, could you give us more money? And Donna's like, no, I've given you enough. I was rooting for you guys. And, by the way, Donna phrases this in such a way that it's just like, uh, you don't want to pivot so much. You don't want to pander to frickin' Mosaic or anything. You want to do your own creative thing. I was really rooting for you guys. Like, she phrased it in such a cryptic way where Donna left and then those guys were like, uh, did we just get defunded? And then she's just sitting there drinking her little drink not batting an eye towards the freak out happening behind her as the browser guys leave and oh boy it's uh it's not great it's not amazing if i'm being totally honest uh but anyway that's a thing uh also donna's Throwing dinner parties and singling out certain guests and having sex with them. So that's a thing. And then Gordon and Donna, they're having dinner 
at some restaurant talking about uh, Joni and Haley as good divorced parents do. See, these are divorced parents that are invested in their kids. They have dinner to talk about their kids and sort of act as a unit instead of just dad's over here, mom's over here, and they're clashing a bunch. That's good. That's good divorced parenting right there. So, they're doing that. And talking about, like, oh, Joni got drunk this one time. Blah, 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 blah. Joni doesn't want to go to college. Blah, 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 blah. And then Gordon starts venting about the whole Joe and Cameron situation. Starts saying, starts saying a little bit too much and mentions the index idea. Now, Donna had this other meeting with this group that uh, was using this algorithm to make a database of medical research, medical databases, medical journals, and all that. Medical records. And she told them, hey, come up with a bigger idea in 24 hours. I won't give you funding if you don't come up with a bigger idea. So they break to have a bigger idea. Now, Donna goes into this meeting already making the connection in her head. Hey, this can be used for search engine. This could be used to index the internet. And she goes into the meeting. Here's some ideas. And then it's like, this is all in, all these ideas are in the past. Let's think about the future. We're in the future business here. What are we doing for the future? Keep saying future, future, future. And eventually, she gets one of these assholes from this medical records database group to say, let's index the internet as if it was his idea. She does a great job of making it think it was their idea. And she says this and is like, can you do that? And the dude's like, yeah, with the algorithm, we can definitely do that. And it'll update automatically and it'll be a full-blown search engine. And Donna's like, okay, I'll give you funding for this. Turns it around, smirk on her face like, yeah, I just manipulated these assholes into doing what I want. Boom. Screw you, ex-husband. I stole your business partner's idea. <laughs> I am a bitch. Uh, so yeah, that's a premiere. Pretty damn good way to start the final season, if I do say so myself. Oh uh, man, I cannot wait to to talk about the rest of this season, because, oh boy, they do some really amazing stuff here. Uh, anyway, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simplest just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show 
Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 2. Talk to you then.